0: Uh, nobody move. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Maybe if we're very, very still, ZenCaster will smile upon us.
0: You know, Cavi, I noticed that at the beginning of every show, you always say, this show recorded live on ZenCaster," And I'm like, why do you keep saying that? Like, what? we don't have to promote them. But then I now realize that you say that so we don't get blamed for the fucking exactly. shit we have to go through.
1: Well, it's. It's twofold. It's so the listeners know, hey, hey, it ain't us. All right. Don't blame right. us. And the other part is better safe than sorry. I shall pay an homage to the Zencaster gods in hopes that they'll give us a good show. Oh, my
0: God. So see now, after 45 minutes of nightmare, I think we can start a show? Question mark? Well, then let's start a show mark. quickly. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it. Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite
2: lame? Perverted vodka. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted vodka. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted vodka. Barrel through this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey. Hello! And hopefully welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex and perversion, and the human mind.
1: Recording live tonight on Zencaster, where you never know what's going to happen. I'm Kathy.
0: I am Count Boogie, and I noticed that now we're like, oh, god. oh my god, just rush, just rush, just do a quick show. Let's do an hour show in 12 minutes and see if it works. Okay, no, no, we're going to calm down now, Kathy. Before anything goes wrong, Boogie. Oh my god, Kathy, it's been a long wonderful day let's start with you i know last week that dick did not come but a reaction to the covid vaccine did Mm. did we make up for it this said weekend
1: okay (laughs) alas we did not boogie and there was a very real Uh, reason why it didn't happen uh. Unfortunately, I cannot share the reason with you or our listeners because it's personal to Creative Explorer. Uh, okay. It, it is a medical issue that will resolve on its own. But for the time being, like last week and this week for sure, possibly next week, he cannot engage in any intercourse.
0: <sighs> he has the FIV.
1: The what? The fib. What the heck is that?
0: That's feline HIV.
1: Oh my god!
0: He was there. He was. He was. He was scratching the pussy a little too hard.
1: Oh, it's and he
0: got himself a little touch of the fib.
1: It's not. It's not a. a dis- takes
0: a week to get over a
1: disease or an infection. Uh, but I can't talk about it because it's you know it's I would be invading his privacy.
0: Creative Explorer went to the playground to relive some of his childhood memories and did exactly what every one of us did as a child, and that is genitally crush ourselves on the jungle gym.
1: Oh, my God. That's it, isn't
0: it? You don't have to say.
1: That How it's did a t- you figure that out?
0: Well, he's a <laughs> kooky guy, and you just figure. Like, every now and again. See, that's why old people get injured. We know we're getting older. You have to slow down. The things that you used to do or lift, you can't do or lift. You can't fuck the same. You got to adapt. But then there's just that fucking fuck it. I'm an animal mode. You know, you just get that moment where you just you just get stupid and you do something. And now you're in the ER and you've got to deal with this now for 18 years.
1: Oh my God, that sounds so bleak. What you just described, but true nonetheless. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, but we did have something interesting happen because that's not going to stop him from doing kinky shit to me, which I was very grateful for. Sure. So sure. he he does his usual work he goes. I'm putting you into bondage because he loves bondage, and so I'm naked and he's got me chained up where I can't move uh, and I can't see him behind me. And I'm wondering, what is this motherfucker going to do? He's not into, into like high-impact play. Uh, he's not really into sensation play that much. So I'm my mind is racing. And I see him come out of the bathroom with lube and a latex glove on his hand. Yes! Yes! I'm saying that. I was freaking out. I was terrified. <laughs> I had no idea what he was going to do finger in the booter finger my- <laughs> in surprise, the surprise that's exactly what happened
0: <laughs>
1: yes and i'm like what, what 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 the hell is going on and he was just like an explorer it was Magellan, <laughs> is what it was. He had the miner hat on.
0: <laughs> he got the light on. He's got some goggles. Some of those like dishwashing dish gloves up to his elbows, the yellow ones.
1: I wouldn't have been surprised if he had gotten a flashlight. But he was just, what happens if I do this? And what happens if I do that? And all of a sudden, he touches my clit. Now, <gasps> Explorer, as attentive as he can be, is not a clit kind of guy. Just because it, he has zero zero interest in the clitoris. Let me just say that I don't know that I've ever met a heterosexual man who has zero interest in the clit. But he starts, you know, massaging my clit. And I'm all, what? Stop it! And I start yelling at him, stop it! What are you doing?" Because I'm so not prepared for this at all. And it starts feeling so good. And I'm moaning. And I got to tell you, Boogie, I did not like it that much. I love the sensation. What? what? But I'm what? like. The fuck is, is wrong Matt with you? Spending seven years with somebody and you're used to certain stuff from him. And then there's stuff that you never do. And here's here's the weird realization I came to. Whenever I start a relationship with anybody and we become sexually active, it takes me a great deal of time, I'm going to say, to let my guard down and trust them to give me pleasure. I know that sounds weird. That's just how I'm wired. Okay. I feel very vulnerable when I'm lying there and they're watching me. I, If I can't trust you and if I don't feel that or haven't really gone down that path with you, it takes a while. And so surprising to me that after seven years, we're starting to touch on something that we hadn't really done before. And I found myself getting nervous in the way I would if I were doing it for the first time with somebody. But it's creative explorer, and he's got me in bondage. So naturally, I'm like, okay, I can see if I can go with this. But it was kind <laughs> How of generous
0: of you, <laughs>
1: uh, hey man. That's just the way I am. And when I was done, when we were done, because he kept it up and he kept doing a lot more than he thought, than I th- ever thought he would. And when we were done and we were talking, I said, so. Wow, what happened there? You never do that. What? <laughs> and he goes, first of all, and he kind of knew what I was thinking. He's all, let me just make it clear. I did not do that just for you to make you feel good because I always feel guilty that way. And he wanted to tell me, I wanted to do that. I was very interested in doing that. It was kind of like, huh, what, ha- what kind of reaction am I going to get from Kathy if I do this versus this? And I, he said, I really enjoyed myself. You were giving me a lot of reactions. I'm all... So you're I'm basically just a puppet and you got your hand up inside of me seeing what I do. That's what you're telling me is that yes. you enjoyed it because of the crazy, you know, moans and things I was yelling out. And he said, yeah, pretty much. Yes. What's what is so crazy about that? It would be as it be like if you were with Mew for as long as you were and all of a sudden she just decided that she's going to do a complete 180 and say I'm not into that anymore. Now I'm totally into this, and you're like, huh? Well, hold on a second. You can't downshift that fast. Let me get in the same groove with you. It just takes a while. That's all.
0: No, I'm I'm totally into. I'm I mean I'm fascinated by this whole process. This this after so long to hear this change in approach or curiosity about your pleasure and sexuality after so many years of dogging the fuck out of this motherfucker for not doing it. Um,
1: okay, I don't now, dog the fuck out of this motherfucker. You
0: do. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. I, I said that. When I say we, I. you do realize I'm talking about the us that is in me. So you, that, basically. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Like, what hello. was
1: I thinking?
0: Hello. <laughs> so, but it is interesting and it is also something that can be looked at as it is a dominance. Like when I go down on uh one of my partners, it it isn't a dynamic of me as the submissive. It's a dynamic of me taking control of her pussy with my mouth. Yes. And and to see what her reactions are. And to enjoy that she has those, and of course, there's a certain amount of yes. I want her to have pleasure, and it makes me feel good that she feels good. But I can totally understand him telling you, "I did this because I wanted to." Oh yeah, and I wanted to see what your reactions were, and, and well, the, it is curious.
1: Yes, he there, he, creative explorer is creative for a reason if he can't do one thing he will fucking turn around and look for something else to do he does not miss a beat sometimes it's that's a very tenacious part of him that will just find a way to play with you one way or another
0: i think that's great that's called adaption and that is definitely what keeps the excitement in the bedroom i mean that's that's what we talk about ad nauseum in starting new ideas. This whole podcast is dedicated towards helping people explore themselves and find new creative ways to engage with each other. So mm. I think this is a very interesting turn of events, whatever yeah. happened. And and hopefully, you know, my hope is that you guys would continue to explore this and that he would continue to enjoy the power exchange in getting all these fucked up fun reactions out of you. And then at some point it would be also nice to see you let go into that a little bit. Cause maybe you're a little defensive still cause it's been so long. And, oh yeah. Uh, it takes me like, a while
1: to let go. It, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, and so I hope it works that way. But I think once he gets his, his body back in working order. I don't know that it's going to stay. Although it might be part of his repertoire from that point on. But he does like to watch me squirm. So here's hoping. Host oh,
2: Topic. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Random Topic now. Ha oh, ha
0: ha. Kathy, Kathy, you thought we were going to do a life stuff. But no, no. Monkey wrench thine eye throweth into thine thou mixeth. Oh my God.
1: Are you saying, oh goodness
0: gracious? We're doing a host topic. We're not going to do FetLife stuff because this is like count boogie, emergency family meeting kind of thing. Uh oh! Like I need to have a table meeting with you and with the listeners, and like we're going to need a lot more tables. (laughs) Yes, a lot of (laughs) tables. Let's just virtually in our mind say that I am inviting all the perverted podcast listeners to a count boogie style table meeting where we sit together because I'm going to be talking about something that's very vulnerable. That's technically kind of a failure on my part that I I did something.
1: And once I
0: said technically, and and let me, let me at least have it uh, a little bit. I I suppose I can let you have it. Thank you. Thank you, oh graceful <laughs> Lord of all that is ethics and decisions. So, yeah, here's what here's what happened. Without making a lot of big excuses or whatever, what I did is I made con- my own conclusions about somebody else's privacy. And so this is something that we have spoken against for as long as we've had the show. Now then, it scared the shit out of me because it caught me so off guard. And that's why I'm like, we have to talk about this on the show. We're going to not do Fet Life. We have to talk about this because this is something that was a very big aha moment for me. And so here's the, here's the scenario. So the first scenario, this all happened in two days, two different people. So day one, I've been trying to get kicked off Facebook because I hate Facebook. And, uh, and I hate getting sucked into all the stupid debates. And then I jump in the comments and then now I'm in an argument and I'm like, why am I here? Why do I do this? I'm addicted to this. So my thought is get myself banned from Facebook. So, but they won't ban you cause it's fucking Facebook. They'll, they'll stop you for 30 days from making a comment and then they'll open it up. And literally people, uh, perverted podcast listeners that are on our Facebook know That every 30 days I get allowed back to make comments and then I'm like, I know what's going to happen. So I'll post a picture of like muse asshole or something, you know, pornographic, no faces or anything like that. And, uh, and then the thing sees it and recognizes it. And it says, you can't comment for another 30 days. So that's the best way that I can keep me in my weakened state away from Facebook. So I just kind of post ran and I go through old pictures and I see pictures. So one of the pictures that I had posted, which wasn't sexual, but it was um, the picture of Abyss uh, in Top Ramen play when we did Top Ramen play. And that was that fun scene we've talked about on the show. I made 80 packets of Top Ramen and then threw it all over. She had goggles and whatever. So there was a picture of that that I had. uh, I put that up. Uh, a, like a week ago or so. And there were other pictures of Abyss already on the site, you know, in in uh, wax play with the dinosaurs and stuff like that. And when we were together, you know, we had talked about, well, she's like, you know, she's a nurse and she kind of makes her own, you know, her thing. And as long as it's not like, you know, sexual and stuff like that, then that was fine. Well, here now we haven't been in a relationship in a lot of years I don't really. We don't talk that much. Every now and again, hey, how you doing? Hope things are good. Um, she's with a new partner. I think. I don't. I don't want to say if she's married or not. I don't know, but I think they're. It's very serious. Um, so she emails me or texts me and says, "Hey, um, is it okay if you take down that top ramen picture? You know, just like it made her uncomfortable or or whatever." And I was like, "Oh shit, like it all of a sudden, like I didn't think to ask." And so I said, absolutely i I, I took it down, and then it was it was kind of you know, there was another discussion that went along that I don't need to to really share. But I made a conclusion based on the fact that, oh, there's these other pictures, and when we were together, that was a lot more liberal at the pictures that were put up because we were together and she would see, I put this up on Facebook and this there. And then of course the fat life ones are a little different. We got a little more risque with those because it was fat life. And so that made me all of a sudden start to feel kind of uncomfortable because I'm like, wait a minute, I, I should know this, this should, these things I've talked about. I should know this the very next day. I'm talking to Mew on the phone, and she's obviously in another state at med school. Now then, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, Mew actually did some girl catching on my behalf. So she has a friend of hers that we're kind of flirting with, and the friend You know, uh, I've had the conversations about kink, and BDSM, and so we make a lot of dirty jokes and a lot of flirtations and things like that. So I tell Mew not to surprise me on speakerphone with uh, anybody because sometimes I'm not prepared or whatever, but she kind of surprised me with this girl. Now, because we'd already said things, first thing I come on uh, to the phone call and I'm like, so you guys putting butt plugs in each other or what's going on here? And I hear them laugh. And she's like, you're on speakerphone. And then the her friend's like, oh, you're a pervert. And I go, yes, I am a pervert. Of course, uh, my name is Count Boogie. I have a podcast called Perverted Podcast. Of course, I'm a pervert. And all of a sudden, Mew goes, hey, daddy, remember when we said we weren't going to mention your podcast to any buddy i go to school with hmm. and i instantly go oh oh fuck and the friend's like what he has a podcast i gotta check this out and all of a sudden that my like my face turns pale and i realize at that moment we absolutely negotiated that and even though she was more uh, like, ah, it's okay. The school's very liberal. You know, there's, you know, she has friends that literally have done porn with their real name and are now in med school. So it's a little different environment. It's not that hung up, but still it's something that we discussed that we would just kind of leave out of that conversation. But what happened was in my mind, because I assumed Because we were talking about butt plugs and, you know, kink and and uh, her friend was like, yeah, maybe when you come out here, if if, you know, she's single, that she would try some things or or whatever. So I'm all horny and fucking crazed. But I I made a conclusion that because we were talking like this, that somehow I could mention the podcast that they probably talked about it. But that's not well, what had happened. Well,
1: it was just a slip of the tongue. You didn't decide to do that, right? No,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't something like okay. I th- I thought through. But what was terrifying is this was now in 24 hours there were these two things that maybe weren't a big deal. You know, Abyss didn't get that mad. She said, "Okay, I appreciate it, hon. Just don't put pictures up of me uh, anymore doing things that we used to do together." Which is fine. We're not in a relationship anymore. She's in, you know. Uh, That's completely understandable. And the situation with Mew, both of those just made me realize, and I got very scared. I didn't get scared necessarily because I had created some major damage, but what I got scared at is the thing that I had always talked about. And that is after a certain amount of time of being in the lifestyle and learning all these things, And you have all the rules and you feel that you know something and you know a little bit about this lifestyle that at because of being isolated and because I'm not involved teaching orientation anymore, you can forget things, basic things like beginner basic things like don't make conclusions about anybody else's privacy always think, you know, it's usually, I mean, when we were at threshold teaching orientation, if those basics were pounded, it was a no brainer to think it it was in your head, in the front of your mind, any picture, any, anything you're going to do, you ask the other person their permission. And here's two instances where I didn't. And I've been in the lifestyle 13 years. So I started to really, you know, say, this is for real. You know, you're in the lifestyle so long, if you don't stay in those basics, change over time. Things can blur, and you think you're doing good, but you could forget very easily. And if I can forget that, can I forget to negotiate all the activities you're going to do? Am I now going to have consent violations? Am I now Mm -hmm. going to make those types of mistakes? Is it possible that I would do that, and after this, fuck, yeah, it's possible, so
1: I know so I, I, go ahead, do you think that uh there's been a I don't know some kind of restriction that's used to be there that now isn't in your head, and you're gonna go off half cocked and you know start giving people's real name on the show?
0: I do not think that. But what I do think is that everything is possible Mm. if I do not address the fact that I very clearly received a message that I am not above fucking up, which we all know. I talk about my fuck ups all the time, but in this type. (laughs) But you know what I mean? In this type of thing, this is something that in the back of my mind, maybe I just got a little relaxed and said, oh, I get that. That's programmed. Right. I wouldn't do a, I wouldn't make a, a dumb mistake like that. And here I did it twice in 24 hours. Right. So so the sobering humility, the embarrassment that I fucking teach a podcast where I'm teaching new people how to navigate a safer, saner and consensual way of of being in this lifestyle and all of a sudden here I am making basic mistakes.
1: Right. Well, that's certainly an eye-opener. Um, and I, I'm grateful that you noticed it. I don't wouldn't call it a trend, but that you noticed it and now want to take certain steps to make sure you're back in it. But it's kind of a little understandable what with the pandemic being so far removed from the community and that these aren't new people. You know, these are people that you've played with before and they were just... In Mew's case, it was just a a slip of the tongue. You just forgot because you were doing, you were engaging in conversation with a possible sexual partner who knew you were kinky. And that one little thing that you guys had negotiated just slipped your mind.
0: Absolutely. But that one little thing, which didn't cause any problems today, what if uh, Mew and this friend become not friends? Which we used to talk about in orientation every single. I was the. It was my section to talk about that people are your They're your friends today, but a year from now they're not your friends, and now they're angry and petty, and now they're taking your information and they're using it against you to harm you. Right. And that is that is that is absolutely real. So you're like, oh, it's not a really big deal. But you know what? If you treat it as not a big deal, what happens if it turns the other way? What happens if this person all of a sudden goes to the podcast, digs up audio from you doing all sorts of fun stuff, and then just wants to cause trouble? It may not get her kicked out of med school because, like I said, they're liberal. They they understand people have sex. There's nothing illegal. Um about what we do, but it, it could still—that is something that was not mine to give up. Right, and I, so, I get
1: it. It's a—it's a sobering thought. It's a horrible feeling once you realize you've made a mistake of that magnitude, uh, and it—it it makes you cringe and it makes you think. You know, great. Thankfully. You're the type of person that uh, will learn from this and and move forward uh, a smarter person. So it's a good lesson for others to to hear that you don't people don't just get outed because someone's being an asshole. They you can get outed just because we're human and stuff like that can happen.
0: Absolutely. So going forward, like I'm like, well, what types of things? Obviously, uh, Boogie needs to go back to school a little bit. And reimmerse himself in some of these basics and what that and you know, and that's one of the things, you know, that one of the reasons I taught orientation at Threshold was to help keep me because I know that I my brain is scattered and I can forget things really easy. One of the reasons I do the show is to keep me in those foundations. So for other people that are out there, like especially like this was a situation with two people that I had been with for years. But when all of a sudden a new partner comes in, you have to go back to those basics. You can't just and maybe that's one of the things that happens. People that have been in the lifestyle for years and years and years and they all, oh, I I got a good handle on this. But they have it's been so long since they've dealt with with a brand new situation, maybe over time, some of those little details get left out. And next thing you know, you, you aren't, you're doing something that wasn't consented to. It can happen and it does happen.
1: Yeah. It's a, definitely a good lesson to learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> wish it would have been you instead of me. <laughs>
1: Isn't that the case? Whenever we fuck up, we're like, oh, my God, I wish it had happened to somebody else.
0: My God, I wish I could. You know that that, you know, and when we're very gracious because it's embarrassment and you're happy it was somebody else and not you. And you're like, I understand. And thank you so much for being brave and standing up when in the back of my mind, you're like, oh, I'm glad that's not me. Glad that's <laughs> not me. And now I'm like, it is me. And I apologize. You know, we went on speaker, you know, went off speakerphone and I apologized to Mew and she did talk to her friend and her friend said, okay, I'm, I, it's fine. I'm, I won't go investigate the, the website, which is true or not true. I don't know. Um, right. But it's still like, why? Why I'm trying to do <laughs> I want to be a good boy, Kathy. Oh my god! I don't want to be a shitty, shitty partner. Just, well, I, I've just—I've been I'm alone. Sorry, I haven't even fucking touched anybody. I talked to literally—I talked to myself out loud everywhere, like in stores. Every—I have no human. Like Papa Knopf yesterday sent an email or a couple of days sent an email and said, Hey, if I'm going to be in your area, are you okay with some human contact? And just hearing the word human contact sent like cringy shivers up my spine. And I'm like, ah, ah no, no. And so what? I said, I said, no, I said, well, based on the amount of cringe, that I have when I heard the term human contact. Like I saw my dad for the first time in a year a couple of weeks ago and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, "Couldn't we have done this on the phone?" Like You said no
1: to popping off? Yes. Why would you do that? Well, I love let's let's talk on the phone. What well, you just finished saying you've been out of it too long. Maybe you got to get back into it. the first chance you get, the first opportunity you say no.
0: Well, I'm not going to play with Papa. Papana. I mean, no, he's a handsome to get, fella.
1: To get back into the groove of being around people and realizing you got to be careful what you say. This is someone in the community who's kinky. He's even a fan of the show. And you say no. <gasps> yeah. boogie.
0: Well, you know, he's got to ease into it. I just, I realized there's a problem. ease into it.
1: You call him back and you tell him that you'll meet him. Ah. Uh. And then That's... you burp in his face like that, and he'll run away. No,
0: I wouldn't do that to him. I only do that to you, because I love you.
1: Well, you're not doing it to me, because I'm not in the same room with you.
0: I got my clip massaged by Creative Explorer Girl. I did! <laughs> now we can be giddy teenagers now that you ah. talked about your insecurities and then it made you uncomfortable now can we please just have a little moment together where we turn into giddy teenagers and laugh about it are you ready three okay two one
1: <laughs> ah! oh my god that's so ah! awesome ah! Ah! that is so good i'm so happy for you i cannot tell you how long it's been since I've had someone other than my own hand on my clit it it has been a long time
0: (laughs) wow god damn it good and I hope that continues and I hope we didn't drone on too long about my patheticness but it
2: is true oh we droned (laughs) we droned is geeky world news a social enigma I don't know let's ask enigma he should know because he's
0: got the same name Rockstar, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you,
3: Count Boogie?
0: Oh, it's another magical day outside of Starbucks. Oh, is it?
3: Did you get the pink drink today,
0: Boogie? No, no, I okay. I, I don't actually purchase anything at Starbucks. That's, that's we just we just whore their free internet for our evil purposes.
3: I mean, I think that's fair. It's fair.
0: They killed acoustic music in America. Fuck them. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's fair. And and they upped the price of coffee. God damn it. Fuck Starbucks. <laughs> and thank you to Starbucks
0: too. Isn't it interesting <laughs> when we isn't mandatory that we sponsor someone? Like what are they gonna do? Right, are they gonna right. fucking like hunt me down and go, that's that fucker? That's the guy that's gonna block his thank- internet access at our store.
3: They may not hunt you down, but I've been I've been watching the uh, Scientology documentary on Netflix recently, and they might hunt you down if you try to do that. So that's that's pretty terrifying. Scientologists like Starbucks. I mean, I'm sure they do, but more of like if you start talking negatively about Scientology in any broad way. Um, they might, you know, <laughs> y- y- you might start having a stalker you don't want. So
0: I'm so lonely, I might almost welcome that. I almost want to go do a fucking personality test and just go down there and go, can I just squeeze the little e-meters? <laughs> please, please, please don't. That cookie. is uh, amazing and horrific at the same time. No, I, I won't. As long as you don't give anyone your actual phone number or address, which I have no address, so. I'm fucking good. Oh, yeah. But uh, I will say, God damn it! out of all the fucking kooky religions in the world, at least theirs is, like, aliens and sci-fi
3: bullshit. You say that, but after watching the documentary, there's a lot more, um, I don't know, human trafficking going on. So... hey, eh, <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, look at a... Look at Christian history. I'm not saying this. You know better. the hundreds of millions of murders, torments, and fucking torture, and yeah, Jesus, all religion is fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what? Just believe in perverted podcast, and we'll fuck you up. The Church of Cock. The Church of Cock, and we will fuck you up slightly less than anyone else. And it'll still be a and ours is consensual. Yeah. I mean, until we brainwash you and then it's a sex cult, which is what I've dreamed of my whole life. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? You did. I mean, if as long as you fail
3: at it, I guess you can talk about it. Enigma, what's going on with you? Uh, n- n- not a whole lot. Like I said last time, like there's there's just a lot of like holding pattern going on. It does look like one of the the house parties that I've I have frequented. They're going to try to have kind of a small get together maybe next week.
0: Well, that's very cool. So we got a couple topics today. One I'm kind of dreading, and one I'm sorry. I know it sounds fucked up technologically,
3: <laughs> but, but it's funny.
0: <laughs> but it's but the shit's fucking funny. Like. Buyer beware, mm-hmm. risk-aware, mm-hmm. consensual, think-ahead kind <laughs> of thing. Why don't we do the uh, the more serious topic about some laws being passed? Sure.
3: All right. So this first one comes from scientificamerican.com, and the article is entitled, New Arkansas Law and Similar Bills, Endanger Transgender Youth Research Shows. So this month in Arkansas, they became the first state to ban hormone therapy to those under 18. Any doctor who does this can have their license stripped. Um, 19 other states in the U.S. have introduced similar legislation since or around then. The state's lawmakers are trying to say that puberty blockers, a type of medication that's been used for decades, is a serious threat to a child's welfare. In transgendered youth, they are used to delay permanent sex characteristics such as breasts and voice changes um, before they really start to kick in uh, during puberty. There are teams around the world, including the U.S. and the Netherlands, that have been following the children who have been on these treatments and have seen no medical issues um, pop up. And in fact, they have seen that withholding such treatment can actually be much more of a detriment to the children's mental health and well-being than, um, than allowing it. The researchers do concede that children who already live in supportive households, which is how they would even get access to these kinds of treatments in the first place, is already a very positive thing for their mental well-being, but that doesn't detract from the fact that children who are able to be in the body that feels right helps them even more. Um, And as the uh, article, it, it goes into a lot of detail, but as it wraps up, one of the doctors on the study states, it's true at present there are still many things we don't know for sure about these treatment Uh, but if we have to wait until we know everything we will never be at that point which I think is is a great thing to look at like a lot of the research that we have talked about where a lot of it is just starting and if we made if we make any rash negative judgments towards something it can go uh, it can actually be a lot more of a detriment than actually like trying these things out in the real world
0: Sure, but on the exact same opposite to play the devil's advocate, the reason people are cynical about new things and new research is the fact that change over time can equal death and disfigurement and things like that. Right. So, I, I, at, at its base, I don't, I don't mind a little bit of skepticism. The things that I have, I mean, this is I read this and I was like, ooh, yeah, it's a, oh. it's a, it's a rough one. <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, I, yeah, I don't, uh because, you know, I got to admit, I don't drink the Kool-Aid totally on on anything, mm-hmm. and, and in this general, and of course, my first thing that I, I can definitely say for sure is penalizing doctors and jailing doctors and removing doctor's licenses does a lot more negative towards the overall health of the U.S. medical system industry than just harming uh, transgendered youth. Right. Because the more you keep telling doctors, we're going to arrest you for this, you're going to be sued for this, you're not going to be able to practice for this, we're already starting to have shortages of doctors, U.S.-made doctors. All over the U.S., a lot of doctors with all the insurance and malpractice and everything, they're already packing it in and going, fuck it. I mean, nurse practitioner, you know, doctors being fired because they're, you know, clinics are, it's cheaper to hire nurse practitioners. I mean, there's already such a mess in the medical industry that adding more threat to doctors is going to harm the overall health of Americans uh, in general. Right. But... So that's my that's my like little rant on that. So I don't think I think obviously more education and more case by case and better screening of families that have a child that has been diagnosed with gender dysphoria um, or is just having uh, mental illness issues surrounding their gender. I believe that that needs to be greatly improved in general, regardless of uh, these certain families that have are, are already supportive and want to move forward with treatments and and helping the kid find the body that, that that works for them.
3: I mean, and that's something that we we've talked about many times, and you know, everybody talks about this. I feel like is that the the mental health industry, if you want to call that, and especially in the states, but I'm sure around the world is not it Has not really caught up to like what human beings necessarily need, and it's kind of just going off of what people on the outside looking in go like, "Oh, you're fine. You you, you don't need as much attention as as what most people think." Like the whole uh, thing of like specific cultures who don't go to therapy because they were raised to toughen up and be a man. Sure, sure. Like, are are, are is still a very prevalent uh, cultural. Association that I think a lot of people have.
0: In that all being said, now I'm coming back to I got to admit I am not a huge academic on gender dys uh, dysmorphia, dysphoria, whatever. I do not have a lot of experience. I don't right. like kids in general, so I don't like hang out with a bunch of kids <laughs> to find a certain percentage of them right. where the families are going through this. So there is a lot of ignorance on my part Mm -hmm. my gut reaction and this is my feeling and if people want to hate me for it then fuck off this is my feeling and as i learn i change and adapt my beliefs based on the more information i am not a hundred percent on giving kids meds i'm not a hundred percent you know meds make millions and billions of dollars for people What's that influence? Follow the money. What's what's the influence? I do know of parents that say, I never wanted a little boy. I want a little girl. So they put a lot of pressure on the child to change. I know people that do this. And right. I wouldn't want that parent to be able to put yeah. that child On uh, puberty blockers And things like that Because going down the road What complications does that If the child decides Actually they want to be The gender that That they were born with Mm -hmm. And I know I absolutely believe In the legitimacy That there are people That are That have these Legitimate physiological conflicts I, I do not doubt That that is real But I do I'm still putting my head around how young should you start allowing a child to start taking these legitimate physiology changing medicines.
3: Well, yeah, and, and they and they talk about this in the article too, where it's like certain medications, like they won't start hormone therapy until the kid is what did it say an uh, average around 16. So they're right. So they're they're not going to start doing like the hardcore body changing stuff and I think I'm, I'm kind of pulling this out of my ass maybe but I think I've read previously where because uh, people who have had like their their breasts were growing really really fast and I've known a couple of female bodied people who have like their, their their breasts just grew really really fast for their age and so one of the ways that they would actually stop that that process is uh, puberty blockers and it would allow their body to kind of catch up yeah, absolutely. to where, the, where their breasts were forming from what I know, which I will admit is not, I'm not a doctor. So if you are a doctor and you know, more, please email us at Podcast at gmail.com. But, yeah, um, but I, I do believe that like once you stop, stop the puberty blockers, like puberty, depending on where you are in your development, like I what it doesn't cover in the article is if they kind of overlap the treatments. But I believe if you stop puberty blockers, your body is like, oh, okay, we're going to keep going now with however probably not at the same capacity as it would if it was allowed to go naturally but your your body is still going to kind of catch up to where it needs to be right. um, to be healthy i believe sure i mean ultimately i think
0: i have a healthy balance in what i know and don't know to know mm-hmm. that my ultimate desire is for what is best for each individual child and what is the best for the family and obviously having a healthy life and being who you are. And so mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel bad that I have cautions and that I have initial uh, I mean, obviously, I was put on shitty medication medication as a child and it completely fucked up my whole brain. So I understand right. that's where a lot of my fears come from that like, hey, buddy, don't just start jamming shit in your fucking kids, you know, because they say they want to wear a dress. Because, it may, you know, that's, that's a gut, a knee-jerk reaction. But ultimately, I think as a culture, as we more gather around the truth-seeking element, mm-hmm. and we allow these studies to take place, and we do work with the families more, and we do, at some point, that's why I don't like the doctors, at some point, you kind of have to trust the families a little bit more. I mean, if mm-hmm. anything... I would like to see legislation, like if you want your kids to be on these things, that you have to have a certain amount of at least information that you understand going forward before you start uh, start these therapies with your kids.
3: Well, yeah, and, and I and I mean, I, I as as another you know cis white male, I I don't know all the things, but I, I like I like the fact that a lot of these like major um, body changing surgeries. Like it comes with like, you have to go see a therapist for a little bit and let them yeah. make sure that you're not doing this out of a indirect way of body mutilation. Like you're doing it because like you don't feel right in your body and this is a way to do it. Sure. sure. Um, I think I, I, and again, going back, like therapy is a lot, is very important. So I, I think it is important to, it's not like some abortion clinics Where it's like they're going to show you pictures of, of Babies and stuff and be like Are you sure? No it's like no let's, let's make sure your, your head is in the right place And your heart is in the right place and as long as Those things line up then we'll go ahead With the surgery.
2: Yeah
0: I think so too I mean other things about the article In the research where it talks about The parental support and mm-hmm. obviously That's going to decrease The you know because they Put category A Kids that have had The treatments to category B, the kids that haven't. Right. And so obviously there's a higher rate of suicidal tendencies in the kids that haven't. But just in general, a supportive family is—it doesn't even matter if it's about transgender. It's any avenue. If you have a depressed kid that's manic or has anxiety or is being bullied or doesn't understand their life— if they have a supportive family that they feel hears them right. and understands them and, and, and says we're not going to abandon you and it's okay to have these feelings, that has a lot to do with whether or not your kid's going to be suicidal as well. 100%. Because most of most of that suicidal is going to come from the aloneness and the not mm-hmm. feeling that you have outlets and ways to get help. And that you have people that care about you and understand you and support you. So mm-hmm. so there's a lot to this. And I was very hesitant. I don't feel that bad now. I don't, I don't feel that bad. I actually, talking through this with you, I actually feel that ultimately, if our goal as a society is the actual well-being of the individual and whatever we can do to make that individual have a healthier, happy life, However, that works. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's coming from a place uh, that's more authentic.
3: Yeah, uh, I, it's coming from a place of love, and I think that's where I think that's where more things need to come from. If not, I want to say
0: love. I mean, I don't want to get respect. all fucking
3: lovey dovey.
0: I just, you know, <laughs> let's, that that just literally hit my puss meter like literally like at a nine. Okay, fine. And I'm like, fine. I don't fucking love kids. I fucking hate re- kids, and I hate people. Them. But I don't like human suffering. Right. That's that is my that is literally if you want to know what Count Boogie is, one hundred percent hate most humans, but I despise biological suffering. And it's not just humans, it's the earth, it's animals, it's whatever. I fucking it 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 drives me insane daily. That's fair. But I don't love fucking shit. Fuck love, you fucking stupid fucking
3: well, then let's move on to a shitty tech company then, love shall hip- we? <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking, fucking hippies and their love fucking just rip your fucking brain. Up. What? Sorry, go ahead. Just having a little
3: <laughs> little moment by myself. Yeah. H- have a little moment. That's fine. Uh, so our next article comes from techcrunch.com. And the article is entitled Security Flaw Left Smart Chastity Sex Toy Users at Risk of Permanent Lock-In. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: it's horrible! I right know this is horrible because I just said I, I just said I don't like human suffering. But this yes, you did. But I it
0: doesn't mean that I'm not gonna make jokes and shitty jokes and oh, laugh no, but, at the irony of having your dick locked permanently on a website.
3: Yep. So just because almost every gadget or appliance can be connected to the internet, doesn't mean that it should. <laughs> As the makers of the cellmate Inter- Internet-connected chastity lock made it made it so anyone remotely could permanently lock in the uners- user's penis. Because of its design, the wearer might have to bust out the bolt cutters or even an angle grinder to free themselves. Oh my god! I'm just gonna let everybody imagine an angle grinder that close to your junk.
0: Just think. Well, here's the thing. If you haven't seen this thing,
3: no, yeah, this
0: thing literally looks like Iron Man's fucking helmet. This isn't like mm-hmm. the 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 wiry chastity device that you could probably push the penis down and get Y bolt cutters in there. This thing is literally just like a a, a steel shield that, like, you don't even see the penis.
3: Yeah, no, it
0: anymore. Yeah. And we put that online
3: and <laughs> <What's laughs> people is there, can hack the 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 device itself doesn't even have like it doesn't have an override function.
2: No. So once
3: it's locked, it's locked. Yes. Um one there's one of the reviews actually a couple of the reviews. The the reviews they had in the article were hilarious. Um the app stopped working completely after three days and I'm stuck! That was the whole review. And the other one was, it worked for about a month until I almost got stuck in it. Thankfully, it unlocked itself randomly, and I was able to get out of it. The device left a bad scar that took nearly a month of recovery. (laughs) Okay, stupid suffering. (laughs) It's just funny. Yep. But I also mean the what's... fact that it just like randomly unlocks on its own too. It, it locks on its own, but then it'll unlock on its own too. It just, it's just completely unreliable. You never know what's gonna happen.
0: So what is funny? What the listeners, mm-hmm. what our preferred podcast listeners need to understand is the company cannot now just kill the app. Because they've sold like 10,000 of these things. So there's thousands of dudes wearing these on and off. (laughs) And if they shut off the app, it will lock the device. Mm -hmm. So they have to leave this open. They can't contact these guys and say, hey, dude, can you take your dick out of this thing? Because we have to shut down this app. So they keep trying to make fixes and then that leaves more loopholes, and an average-based <laughs> hacker can get in because it's like open password and shit like that. So the average hacker can just come in and literally lock everyone who's in it. Yep. So the conundrum is, is they can't even shut this thing down. Hopefully, they stop selling this. Like, why is there no fail-safe? Oh, because it's not as fun. It it, it it takes away the excitement to know that I can just take it out.
2: Oh, my fucking God. There, I, <laughs> there, there's a point
0: where stupidity and excitement and a fervor for kink need to be balanced with how do I fucking get out of this.
3: Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, no, it's... The article does say that, like, they, they have come out with newer models that do have, like, an escape button or whatever, but, yeah, no, like, everybody who got stuck with that is now... Uh, and you know there's some stubborn people who are like, eh, yeah, it's worked fine for me, I don't see any reason to worry about it, and... Then clank! You, you're, you're just... Yeah, you're just asking for it to lock down on you. Uh, oh yeah. my god, oh now, my now god. see...
0: Now see what's fun is, like, for the women folk with the vaginas, they mm-hmm. have things that are internet active. They have fucking machines where guys can pay, um, and they run the fucking machine. Uh, mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. they have vibrators that are internal vibrators and clitoral vibrators that people control over the internet. But you can literally, like, the fucking machine, if the girl doesn't... Because you see, I might might have seen a couple of these videos. I've seen several, yeah. Uh, you know, just... Just as far as investigation we this is a sexually based podcast. Yeah, yeah. And And what is hilarious to me, as you can see, there's like five percent of the dudes that will like mix up, you know, the fucking machine like a little bit slow and then kind Mm -hmm. of build and go. And then you can see ones that literally start and the second they start it's all ga gag 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 <laughs> like as fast as it'll go and they're like hey, 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 a girl a vagina so but if she's technically doesn't li- fucking a vagina if she doesn't like it <laughs> she can literally just slide the fuck off to the left or right and she is no longer in danger but something mm-hmm. like a chastity device except especially one that is so industrial you can't, yeah. like, what are they going to do? They have to, st- I mean, at some point, there is such a danger. There's going to be lawsuits, and they're going to have to either replace these things individually and make these guys give them up and contact them, or you're going to have, I mean, you're going to lose some dicks. That's all that comes down to. You're going to lose. And what happens if the company just goes, too much of a pain in the ass, we're going to change our name and walk away? Click, 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 click,
2: click, 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 click.
0: Yeah,
3: oh man. You know,
0: they just leave they just leave the country and then there's I, a thousand guys I feel like if, that are in the ER. I feel
3: like if that happens it'll be more than just a tech crunch um article. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do a follow up you know, conversation. It'll be a
0: nut crunch. <laughs> hey, see what we did today Yeah. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> I love enthusiasm, Enigma. I really do. But I yeah. I do as well. T- you. sometimes you just gotta take a breath you gotta take a
3: breath that's yeah and if <laughs> uh, people want to find these articles uh, they're gonna be on our uh, FetLife page Just uh, search for a Perverted Podcast there's a group and a page but there's a sticky at the top of our group that that is just called uh what did did i call that again social enigma segment articles and that's where all of the articles i've done the last few months are going to be listed oh that's amazing enigma
0: thanks so much for talking with us that was a lot of fun today (laughs) i'm gonna go and pray I'm gonna go and pray
3: for men with their chastity devices to and just and just, not... and just like like gently rub your like free dick and be like don't don't worry I'm never gonna do that to you so no 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 no
0: no my brain is in <laughs> chastity to insanity <laughs> my dick must stay free yes.
1: Did you just say chalupa?
0: Oh man, chalupa. Chalupa like the uh, hot sauce or that's chalupa?
1: What I you
0: said Chalula. No, that's Chalula. No, it's chalupa. Uh, chalupa is a like a like a taco thing, isn't it? Like a I'm thinking oh, taco. Yeah, yeah. Chalupa is okay. like a Taco Bell garbagey thing, but it was tasty. But let's not talk Garbage about that English. now because I'm hungry.
1: Yeah, let's not get gonna... it. that's goodbye to show three zero eight. Thank you to all of you who support us by. Listening to the show, pimping us out to your friends, tagging us on FetLife, or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, and we will shamelessly use your email for our own greedy needs. <laughs> Boogie, I love our Patreon supporters! They're so awesome!
0: I love them too, God damn it! I, I'm excited uh, about some things I didn't talk about all the comedy writing And stuff that I'm trying to learn and get into And stuff, but once again I love the end of the show Because I remind myself and I remind you Ad nauseum that we are still going We're not giving this up Things are starting to show definitely Signs of improvement as far as Hopefully getting the fuck off of Zencaster and getting back Into a room one day Where I can once again Put fingers inside of some vaginas and asses and a leaf blower against a pussy. I think that's going to bring me back, Kathy. I think that is Mm -hmm. truly what I've been lacking in my life. A blow dart into uh, an asshole that has been spread open. There are so many amazing, wonderful things that used to happen on Perverted Podcast. And And I think... It's been great that we've gotten much more about the psychology and communication and things like that because we haven't been together in a love lab, but fucking A, man, I miss it. I miss that part of the show. I think it is absolutely critical to get back to that, and I know a lot of our listeners have never even, a lot of our new listeners have never even experienced what, I mean, if they listen to past episodes, but they haven't experienced what it's like for the the controlled mayhem of a love lab. And and I am really hoping that pretty soon we're going to be able to get back to something at least close to that. Right. But until then, Kathy and I will blabber, mano well, uh-huh. on mano, on the death that is Zencaster. And then everyone else will be interviewed separately. <laughs> and we'll just keep doing a fucking show. And next week, we'll do it again on number 309. Woohoo!